0: It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. Nice to have you this morning. Tim and Russ still here. And uh, coming up, fingers crossed, we'll have some fish bites for you. If we can't find Navidomskis, he's probably on the ninth green somewhere. <laughs> and, and would be worthless to us for fishing yeah. information anyway at this point. He can tell you how to sink a 12-foot putt. Yeah. But can't tell you how to catch a 12-inch fish. It's scary to think about golfing with him. <laughs> I'm sure he's great at it. Yeah, he's probably really intense. I know, uh, but that intense. yeah, that's a whole reason not to golf. Yeah. You know? uh amanda white standing by she's the park manager at red fleet state park before we bring amanda in do you want to share what your memories are of uh our last visit there together this was clear back when we made our 43 state parks in 72 hours first big road trip we did crazy trip um and we ended up because we were going 24 hours a day trying to make this happen we ended up at red fleet middle of the night i think it was... was Right in the middle of the night. Like 2 yeah. or 3 o'clock in well, the morning. we were at the museum at about 2, and yep. these people are just phenomenal, waiting up for yeah. us. And, and so usually was the had ranger. donuts or cookies or yeah. something waiting for us. So was the ranger at Red Fleet, and I wish I knew his name. I and, can't think of his And name. they didn't know exactly when we were no, going to come through, so we, we had them on the hook yeah. way beyond uh, yeah. what we should have asked for. but. We get there; they still want to take us out onto Red Fleet. They want to show us some of the dinosaur tracks. So, with uh, head uh, li- headlights on yeah. on our heads mm-hmm. and uh, flashlights, yeah. we're out there searching. I think some of our best video work, Russ, came on that uh, visit to Red Fleet. Certainly, our best audio work came from that. <laughs> Well, uh, we need to play that sometime. Uh, yeah, it'd yeah. be fun to dig that out. Uh, but we had a blast yeah. down there, and and really wanted to go back so that we could see it during the day. But I'm going to bring Amanda White into this. How long have you been at the park?
1: So I've been the park manager for two and a half years now.
0: All right. All right. So we were we were there long before yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the dinosaur tra- yes. the dinosaur tracks one of the attractions though to come to Red Fleet, isn't it? Yeah,
1: man. Those track that trackway site is just. It is so cool. Um, you know, you can literally tree trace those dinosaur steps. We've got some education information over there. And just that hike and that view is absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. What's the water level like right now?
1: So we are at about 69, about 70%. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, super high compared to the, the last few years. Um, which is tough to see, knowing that it's going to be closed. But, um, yeah, we're hoping that we'll just be able to kind of hold on to some of that water and just kind of carry it over with us to next year.
0: Yeah, well, that's uh, the main reason we wanted to connect with you today at the uh, suggestion of uh, Devin at the Utah State Parks office. He's the public information officer. You are going to be closing because of some construction and renovation, as I understand it, that has been put off for, what, a year or more?
1: Yes, so this project has actually been talked about uh, for over 10 years. Uh, My predecessor's predecessor was Mike Murray, who I believe was the gentleman that y'all went out and met with um, on that uh, boat tour late at night. Yeah, And uh, and so this project was actually supposed to be completed in his time here, and he's been gone for uh, five, six years now. So it is... A
0: long time coming. Yeah. Uh, just to paint a little picture for listeners out there, Russ, that haven't been there, it's one of those great settings in Utah. We talk about Red Rocks of southern Utah, mm-hmm. but to have a Red Fleet Reservoir there with all the Red Rocks surrounding it really is a special setting. It, it's so beautiful and so odd sitting there. Yeah. Like it is. It's just spectacular. How much of this, when you say closed, uh, what is going to be closed and what's still going to be accessible to people out there?
1: Definitely. So the main park is where all the action and construction is going to be happening. So that's our campground, the main day-use area, and then the developed boat ramp. So all of that off the main road will be closed. But access will still be available from the north side of the reservoir off of Donkey Flats Road, which is that Dinosaur Trackway trailhead, and then our North Beach Bay day-use access.
0: Okay. Um, Does that mean they can still ride bikes and things around there or no? No.
1: Yes, yeah. So the the recreation trails, those flow trails, the BLM, the dispersed camping on that side, all of that is still open and, and ready to be used.
0: All right. One of the suggestions you're making to people is rather than scratch your entire trip plans, yeah. uh, that Steineker Reservoir is a great place. Steineker State Park's a great place Fantastic to, place. you know, use It's close by.
1: Yes, Yeah. So the park here at Steinecker, the dam has been worked on for the last several years, and so we haven't seen the water levels we currently have since 2012. We have so much water. The beaches are fantastic. The boat ramp is super short. Uh, It is absolutely amazing to see the transformation that's happened in this reservoir. And uh, with all this water, we've got to have some fun. So we're going to be hosting some really awesome events. We're doing Paddle Fest here at Steineker one day, June 17th. So that way everybody can still come on out, have some fun. We're going to have music, vendors, fireworks. It's going to be a blast.
0: And what's the date of that?
1: That is June 17th.
0: All right. Uh, And as this interview airs, uh, Red Fleet State Park is closed. June 1st was the date, right?
1: It is. They are currently tearing everything down. The demolition crew is already in there cutting trees, pulling pavilions, ripping up asphalt. They are rocking and rolling.
0: So what can people expect the next time they come after the construction is complete?
1: Wow. the the park is going to be a completely new place our campsites are going to be spread out we will have power and water at every single site our new campground bathroom will have showers and a camp store and this is going to change the experience those bathrooms were so small so tiny just uh it was really rough to get everybody in there so we're going to have more bathrooms with showers our day use bathrooms are going to be improved um and then we're also going to have 50 single stall parking spots so this is going to separate our day users we're going to have an area specifically for those hand launch folks you know you're just coming in in your car or your truck we're going to help separate our users so that way there's just a little less congestion and conflict on the boat ramp directly um The things that people won't see but do really impact their visit is all the infrastructure work. So a new water system, new power, new sewer, which isn't glamorous, but it will really impact your visit if those things, you know, go down. So um, it's going to be amazing when it's all done.
0: Yeah, you'll probably be wondering how you survived without it all before. (laughs) Um,
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, that was one of the benefits of going at three in the morning. We didn't have to find <laughs> anybody for a parking space <laughs> anyway. I think it was easy. Yes. Um, so, when does this all get completed, or do you know at this point?
1: So, on the contract, their substantial completion is May twenty twenty four. So that way, next year we are rocking and rolling. As we all know, this last winter was a little insane, and uh, we don't know exactly what to expect. So, really, if the winter is mild well, then they're going to keep working as long as they can. Yeah. Um, you know, if we get a rough winter, it might delay some things. But, you know, honestly, they are ready to go. They are already starting. Uh, they are hoping to, to get a substantial amount of work done by the end of this year. So that way, come spring snow melts, they're just tying up a few loose ends, making it all pretty for everybody to to come out and enjoy it.
0: We're uh, in our final minute here. We're out of time, unfortunately. But you had made the point, and this uh, made it into the press release from Devin, how important this park is not just to the division, but to Utah or Uinta County in general, to the community there.
1: Yeah, our community is our biggest supporters. You know, our day use fees and camping fees are truly what make us able to to improve things and better things and, and just maintain things. And so Red Fleet is is so loved by the community by the county everybody that visited just falls in love and so having these improvements happen having better access having improved facilities it's just going to make the world difference up there for the guests that are just coming through for a couple nights and the people that call it their home park
0: well amanda you're delightful thanks for uh, sharing your passion for the park Uh, And uh, we'll just tell everybody that you can still get out there to see those dinosaur tracks that you heard us talk about so many times. Exactly. uh, Yeah, and uh, have that day-use access near uh, Donkey Flats. That's going to remain open. All right, uh, stand by. Good news, we have been able to find Navidowskis. We got him off the ninth green, and we'll get him in here for a fish bites. (laughs) That's coming up next here on KSL. Bubba had a dream, Bubba had a wish to find himself a woman
2: that Shot this dream came true, and now for everyone he catches, she catches too. Hey, mama! She fishes better than you. Better than you. Hey, mama! She fishes better
0: than you. You know, I was just thinking about the guys that are coming yeah. around from the last hole. <laughs> And see this guy standing under the shade tree. He's dancing. Singing about fishing <laughs> while his wife takes a putt. They're going to wonder, what, is, what have you been drinking? We mate? heard about him. <laughs> <laughs> we did find Naviduskas. Uh He's on the golf course. Why not? Uh, but he, as always, is thinking about us because he's got us some fish bites that are all prepared for the day. You kind of have a front row seat to the Weber River. What's it looking like?
2: Well, let me tell you something. I'm looking right at it. And you know what? I'm t- look. That's what I'm going to talk about today. When can you fish the Weaver? A lot of people are saying that you can't, and it's been totally high and totally dangerous. But not anymore. I can't believe it. The water has gone down significantly, and it's even turning a green color. So, is it fishable? Not for the first timers. Not for the first timers. But let me tell you, there is a real trick. When you've got a river that's not muddy, but it's a little swollen and the fish haven't been fished for a while, you can really do well. So what you have to do is remember this, when you're fishing a big water, location, location, location. So the fish hate it. I mean, they have to work so hard in that big water just to survive. So they get up in the areas where they can find a vacuum or something that basically allows them to relax. Well, here's the rub. They're all there. Every dang fish in the river is in those spots. Like, I got one right here just down the river about 300 yards, and there's a big back So the current comes big and harsh, and you think, oh, that looks terrible. But if you're looking, it's turning and going upstream along the banks. Hmm. That's where they are. That's where every fish is because it's really the only place they could be. And what you have to remember is it's backwards. Bass backwards, I guess you could say, (laughs) but it's crowds. But the thing of it is, they are facing into the current. And in this scenario, into the current is downriver. Okay? So you have to think of that. A lot of people let their line, you know, drift into the eddy, but they don't understand they have to set the other direction because the fish is completely turned. Remember, fish are always facing into the current. And, you know, they'll move around, but basically when they write themselves, they're going to write themselves into the current, and that's where they're going to be. You were the first
0: one to explain that to me, by the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, people don't know. Like, where are they in the river? Do they think they're haphazard in every direction? No. They all are facing upriver. They're hydrodynamic, as I say. And the current washes food to them as well as oxygen into their gills, and they just sit there and enjoy life. And so the food comes to them. It's a veritable conveyor belt of nutrition. So they're just opening their mouth and opening their mouth as some morsel of food hits them in the nose. They don't even care about the high ones or the low ones this time of year because there's so much nutrition in the river because of all the stuff that's been washing in. They're doing fine as long as they didn't fatigue to death. Like if you get a really bad water, you can wash out all your fish and they're gone forever. And everybody's asking me how the weaver's doing. I can't tell you because I haven't fished it. But the first day I've actually thought of fishing was today. For that very reason, I got a green color, not a brown color. Water's down probably three feet. And you've got a lot of back eddies. And back eddies are a blast because you can stand in the same tracks and catch a lot of fish.
0: Hmm. All right. Uh, and have you heard much? I guess you probably haven't. Yeah. Have you heard much about what's happening since the ice has left places like Strawberry? Because I've seen some pictures of some monsters up there.
2: No. Look, lake fishing. I have heard a lot. Tim, lake fishing is on fire right now. Something about the long winter and the long cover of ice has made them just voraciously hungry. So everybody's getting them. If you want to get out on a lake right now, you're gonna you're gonna do really really well.
0: All right, uh, take that to the bank. Yeah, the uh, Nava Bank actually. <laughs> Uh, that is a quick look at fish bites. We're, uh, stick around because we're going to talk more fishing coming up. Randy Oplinger, the sport fish coordinator, is set to join us because next Saturday is free fishing day. So we want to get you and your family ready for that. And they've started something new this year that I think is a great idea we'll share with you. Final hour of uh, KSL Outdoors Radio coming up here in just a minute. And then, of course, we'll turn it over to the greenhouse. And through the magic of radio, how about this? I'll be on location at the Weber Basin Water Conservancy District with Tom Bettis. Helping out Maria Chalais this weekend, so look forward to that 8 to 11
2: here on (laughs) KSO.